0: This is a 980 CKNW podcast.
1: Well, coming up after the 8.30 news, we will open up the phone lines and talk a bit more about the various spending announcements in the B.C. budget. But right now, we want to focus on child care and child care rebates that were announced. Sharon Gregson joins us. She is a spokesperson for the Coalition of Child Care Advocates of B.C. Sharon, great to have you on the show again. My pleasure. Uh, What is your takeaway from uh, what was announced as far as rebates and what's being done for parents in BC who uh, have to spend money on childcare?
0: Well, finally, I think we've got a government who acknowledged the depth and breadth of the existing childcare chaos in this province and has put some measures in place that are going to have some meaningful impact for families with young children, and ultimately for employers and the economy as well. So it was very good news. And so now we're just looking forward to the rollout, April 1st and September 1st, of the, of the two different kinds of benefits for families. Is there a problem or, or is there any
1: issue with the fact that these rebates and these measures are targeted at licensed child care spaces, in that parents that I've been talking to have all said, that's great, but... The problem in many cases is getting your kid into a licensed child care facility. And, and it, it's almost as if parents who have won the lottery in getting those spaces are now winning the lottery again by getting the rebates.
0: Well, we have to start somewhere. And it's quite, uh, we want to make sure that we're growing a system that's accountable back to the taxpayer for the money that's going to be spent. We want to make sure that we're listening to the research and the evidence by investing in quality care and those are the kinds of health and safety standards that we get in licensed programs. So an important component of the uh, initial moves by government are to create 22,000 new spaces. And that was the recommendation from the $10 a day childcare campaign. Uh, and so that will very quickly um, start to make a difference because we we expect to see those spaces come online sooner rather than later with public partners like schools, with health authorities in hospitals, with community centers, and by expansion in the not-for-profit sector. So uh, there will be new spaces and they will be coming online soon. Uh, What about the issue
1: of finding people to work uh, the jobs in those spaces, though? Because from what I understand, even right now, finding people to fill the positions for those programs in licensed care facilities is extremely difficult.
0: You're quite right. Investing in building a child care system has three parts. Dealing with affordability is one. Dealing with more spaces is another one. And then investing in ECE workforce has to be the third. And so what we saw in the budget was uh, a a commitment to a recruitment and retention strategy that includes compensation and while they didn't name that compensation because of you know bigger provincial issues and, and collective bargaining from what I understand they did allocate line item for that and so they're working with the early childhood educators of BC on a labor market study to figure out where where um, wages are at now and to move forward on wage enhancements and, and we're going to be really pushing hard to make sure that that Happens before the end of the
1: year. And will that still make it sustainable, do you think, if we start increasing the wages of workers who provide care, the much needed care in licensed daycares or child care centers? How do we keep it sustainable and keep it something that can continue to be offered at a discount to parents?
0: Well, that's the uh, the benefit that British Columbia has. That the ten dollar a day childcare plan was launched in 2011, and it's it is well researched, based on evidence, and has had multiple economists doing studies on how to implement it. And so, what we know is that when we create quality, affordable childcare spaces, and by quality, that means we need to be investing in the ECE workforce. Um, that we attract more parents, particularly mothers, into the workforce and this system ends up helping to pay for itself and so having a well-paid ECE workforce is an integral part of how you create a good system um, that actually is self-sustaining. Without it, it, it won't be uh, and so the, the sooner that we invest in the ECE workforce, the better.
1: And when you talk about the $10 day ten a day uh, child care plan, um, you mentioned it was introduced back in, in 2011. Uh, is it still the plan, the way it sits, it hasn't changed because uh, other things have gone up, inflation has gone up, but we're still sitting at $10 a day?
0: Yeah, that's still considered an affordability benchmark for families. So that's about $200 a month. And so the what was announced in the BC budget are the first steps that we recommended on getting to the $10 a day plan. Um, so that that is the, 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 the price point. And so we expect to see that that will be how we move forward. And it's important to remember the real name is the Community Plan for a Public System of Integrated Early Care and Learning. So it, it really is more than just that brand 10 a day. Um, because it, it just seems like,
1: and is it based on other jurisdictions? Because $10 a day just seems like a very low price, and that there will be parents, and I think everybody would agree if somebody is making less than $45,000, especially in Vancouver, then getting uh, free childcare is a huge issue, and that's a huge bonus for somebody. But if we're talking about people that are making six figures, that are making much more than that, uh, they're going to be paying more for parking than they are for childcare.
0: Yeah, it's interesting You know why people think that childcare is so different. That family earning six figures still gets to send their child to elementary school and um, they don't pay any extra than the family who's not making six figures or they get to use the library or emergency services or the swimming pool. Uh, Why people think somehow that childcare should be different. We expect that those people earning six figures are paying more through their income taxes as they should be. And that's how they contribute more to the system. Um, it's when you start income testing people, you create whole new levels of bureaucracy um, that are actually cost more to to manage than having a system that all families access, and you you know you pay more through your taxes as you should.
1: How confident are you that the promises made in the budget, when it comes to new spaces, when it comes to creating these spaces and such, will actually happen?
0: I am 100% sure, and the reason I'm so sure is that the crisis is so bad. Um, parents and grandparents have been um, so clear on what the needs are. The advocates are relentless. The early childhood educators won't stop until they, they see this, this situation improve. Um, this, this issue is in the spotlight, and it will continue to be until we have a quality, affordable childcare system that meets the needs of families across B.C.,
1: uh, but are you anticipating any? And we touched on this already. As far as a lot of things will have to fall into place, and that's hiring the workers, making sure there are the spaces, finding the physical spaces. So if you look at the city of Vancouver, I know there are there are code issues. Whether it's building a sink, whether it's the the, the gymnasium at the high school isn't the right place. It seems like there are a lot of things that are going to have to fall into place to make this all happen in a timely fashion.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not uh, easy to build a new system for sure. But um, the time has come to make it happen. The political will is there. Certainly, the grassroots energy is there. Uh, the demand is there from parents. Um, parents are, are, you know. Women are in the workforce to stay, and we're not going away, and we're going to demand that this system be be fully implemented. So there's lots of expertise around the province, whether it's in Indigenous communities to design the kinds of care that they want for their communities, whether it's within our school districts, who recognise the the zero to six age and school age childcare is important, uh, municipal governments who are getting pressure to, to deliver in communities. Uh, there's lots of appetite to make this happen.
1: Was there anything in the budget? Anything you feel as far as childcare that was missed?
0: Uh, it was a very full package, and you know how what a what a remarkable. Um, it was to see families actually will get some meaningful benefits. So in April, we'll see fee reduction across the board in infant-toddler family and licensed group care. And then in September we'll see the the grants happen, the affordability benefits. So uh, I I think families are just now waiting for the rollout.
1: All right, Sharon, good to chat with you. Thank you so much uh, for spending uh, some time with us this
0: morning. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Jill. Take care. Have a nice day. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at CKNW.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD 2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.